Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dragon Talk. How is it going? I'm Greg Tito. I am joined by... Shelly Mazanoble. That's you. That's me. We're here. Woo! We also have two other awesome people in the room. Where are they? I can't see them. Oh, oh there they are. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I failed my perception checks. Uh, we have Kat Kruger and Jen Vaughn uh, from D20 Dames yes. in yes. the building. It's pretty exciting. You guys are local here in Seattle, so we had to get you in. Yep. Um, but now you have to bear with us as we do some announcements. Dang it. Bring it out. You have to oh. like, bite your tongue. You're going to want to jump in there. No, but you can. I want you to jump in. Oh, okay. okay. Well, All I don't want you. them to like, harsh your group. There, there's <laughs> Wait, always I'm harsh I'm allowed your... to? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's allowed to do anything. It's a Dungeons and Dragons table. Your rider. <laughs> I do the intro alone. Do you want to do that? I don't, I'm tired of doing it. You can do it. Give it to me. All right. What's the highlighted stuff mean? Uh, oh, there's <laughs> like stage directions. <laughs> it is like stage directions. It's theater. News and announcements. Huh? Mordecai's Tome of Foes. <gasps> so excited. When's that, that coming out? Well, that comes out May 29th for the wide release. That's right. And May 28th. No, May 18th. This is harder than I See? gave him credit for. <laughs> this May to me. 18th is the hobby release, and that has the alternative cover by artist. Vance Kelly. That's right. And it looks the, just like this. The wide release cover is also awesome. I added that part. It is also awesome. Jason Renville. Beautiful. Have you seen these covers, ladies? I've only seen that, the, one. Uh, that one there. Yeah. I haven't well, seen now you can only see them in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen them from the back? It's like a movie, a movie poster <laughs> That's type thing. Right. The book cover sees. It's kind of a new, unique. I am so excited about to, this yeah. book. And then like Dungeon ones. Tiles. Yes. Reincarnated. Those are really cool. I've been showing those off on uh, D&D News. On, uh, Do we have it? Uh, not right I now. I have some stage directions here. I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> D&D Beyond, the latest Unearthed Arcana, now available. Did you know that you can play with Unearthed Arcana material in D&D Beyond? Yes. Oh, yeah. I learned that from Greg Tito. There's a new one coming out <laughs> oh, today. What, the Blood Hunter? No, that's from before. Oh. But this one, there's a new one coming out today. I actually don't know what's in it. Jeremy Crawford is working on it right now uh, to get it ready to go. Uh, it hasn't even gone well, out yet? No, but it's, it's, but it's a, coming I'm, out. It's the theater of it. It's oh, like, oh, he's right. working on it right now. Cool. The, hot, the hot goblins are, are getting it ready. Hot <laughs> goblins? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> hot goblins. Uh, but yeah, and then a week from today, you'll be able to play with it uh, on the D&D Beyond. Uh, Neverwinter, Lost City of Omu. Did I sound like you when I said that? Pretty much. Okay. Is that what I sound like? I'm done. Damn it. I'm so done. Oh, wait. Dragon. Let's do a Dragon Plus shout out. Issue 17 out now. Maps of the Month. Tomb of the Nine Gods. Download a free PDF for a papercraft puzzle. What? what? Get yeah. your copy of Dragon Plus right now. That sounds cool. Where can you get Dragon Plus? Um, you can download it um, from dragonmag.com. Or on your iPhone or your Android. That's right. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay. Well, that's, See? I guess it's it's harder than, it is. especially <laughs> when you have somebody across, like, going like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. You're talking about yourself there. It's like, oh, this is, oh my God, this is terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, but Never Win a Lost Team Omu comes out on the 27th oh, of February. I- on PC, it'll be out on the consoles after that. I'm excited about that. It's like the end of that whole arc of what's happening in the Tomb yep. of Annihilation. Yep. You get to hang out there. Um, and uh, then I just want to give a shout out to uh, what's happening tomorrow uh, on the Twitch channel. That's Tuesdays. For those of you who are listening on the podcast, we have a huge slate of 
stuff. So Mike Merle's Happy Fun Hour is starting at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Tuesday. Then we have Dragon Plus. Uh, he's talking to two people there. Oh. Mr. Bart Carroll is. One is a secret, and the other one is Adam Coble from Roll20. Really? Which I'm really excited about. I want to pick Adam's brain about how he looks so damn good on uh, the Roll20 Presents uh, show. They like the the video of it looks amazing. So if you haven't Definitely been watching, pick you should go check it out. That. I know, right? Because I want to look better, and I want. Right. I don't it's gonna want... take more than some powder <laughs> and, and matching posters. Yeah. I mean. It takes more than that, right? I know. Right. It takes a village, yep. guys. So we need all of your help. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll kickstart That's really that. why you're here. Nice. <laughs> kickstart us some hair and wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that on Kickstarter? <laughs> that seems uh, upsetting. Uh, <laughs> So I'll do. I'll be on for D and D news tomorrow at three thirty, and we'll talk, go through all of this again, and it'll be much more interesting. Uh, I swear, because it'll be me doing it, not Shelley. And then at four pm, we have Dice Camera Action coming up uh, here, and they've been doing such a fantastic arc. I just want to make sure everybody who is listening to this here podcast also listens to that. And if you want to start getting up with their current arc, it's on Dungeon Delve right now in podcast form. I personally like to re- like to read Twitter after that episode because they're all just like what just happened there are like, a lot of gifts of, of drinking of raw wine yeah. it's pretty much yeah. like our go-to this so is even better than the episode f- as far as the swag goes i think i'm just i need like wine goblets uh like filled to here or if character dies filled to here oh yeah <laughs> right yeah. it happens it's a thing uh, so it'll be exciting. You guys should pay attention to that. And, of course, go check out Waffle Talk right afterwards. Uh, it's on twitch.tv slash RPG. Uh, for the next few weeks, it'll be really exciting. So go uh, talk and, you know, drink your wine with friends who are discussing the episode or that just alone. happened. Or alone. <laughs> but you have your friends no on you beaming at you uh, from your computer screen. Right. Which, just like us, is beaming into your ear holes right now. Right. Hi. And eye holes. Or your face holes. And eye holes. <laughs> All your face holes. Yeah. Huh? Because huh? mm. yeah, we're going the olfactory, the olfactory right. senses, yes. the smell of vision. I'm glad we don't have smell of vision because of what's been happening with, uh, you know. I smell the great. And <laughs> my all bean diet. Well, that's true. You guys really class up the yeah, joints yeah, thank uh, God. with the olfactory senses, but Shelly, I don't know. The I mean, old factory. <laughs> oh, oh, no. It's, <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, get throwing this to a segment. Uh, we shall be talking. Hey, let's say uh, tieflings. We'll do our le- uh, tieflings, Lori Chanel here, in honor of Thank a riot. You. Yes. Uh, from D20 Dames. Uh, you were playing a tiefling, right? Yes, I'm playing actually a winged tiefling, a winged too. Tiefling. Like, I went, yeah. Went after, yeah, I was like, give, give me the option of being basically a gargoyle. So. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Why do I have like the one winged tiefling song playing in my head? Like it's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It's my second tiefling too. So I was just like, I, I can't, I can't not play them. But I, I did actually want to know. Like I saw a question on Twitter about are their spines stronger? And well, we, I mean, <laughs> they kind of have to be, right? Like yeah. you know, the 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 what's it called when it's the bio the biology of a, of a tiefling? <laughs> How does it work? We also, were talk- I mean, we were spoiling a little bit about other Lori Chanel things, but the Gith, Gith, Gith Yankee and Gith Zarai, they also uh, lay eggs. How does that work? I don't know. What? They're just, they're humanoids and they lay eggs. It's crazy. They lay eggs. And do they lay them outside of the astral plane? Yes. Because they have to age up exactly. before they go home. Yeah. Right? Which, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> super nerdy. I'm going to have to bring that into our uh, 
Team of Annihilation yeah, game. Yeah. I also yeah. play a Gith Yankee, so basically I'm just <laughs> demoning it up. Yeah. Yeah. We're covering all your bases. Yeah, awesome. It. Thank you for programming for me. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll listen to one of those awesome segments uh, right about now and then get back to and actually go into the nitty-gritty of what's happening uh, with Riot and all the rest of the group and teach me games. Sound like a plan? Yes. Bing bong it. Welcome to another segment of Lore You Should Know. I am Greg Tito, and on this segment, I'm joined by Mr. Matt Cernit. Howdy. How's it going? Pretty good. We are going to talk uh, about a little bit of Dungeons & Dragons lore in this segment that you can uh, uh, infect into your game and or your, uh, for your own edification. And uh, this one is going to be on Tieflings, uh, which get a little bit of love in Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, uh, which comes out widely May 29th. Uh, but uh, we are going to talk more about where Tieflings started uh and yeah. where where they ended up and it, where they're going to be in morning it was a strange and and twisted road <laughs> tieflings, <laughs> the tieflings have traveled down it's true because they started off as as humans right and then they entered in this is a, this is my surface knowledge of tieflings then they entered into a contract with uh asmodeus and therefore were completely uh, changed almost uh in their features as well as their uh you know, uh, behavior. Right. So that is that. That's pretty close to the the like fifth edition interpretation of what tieflings are. Like okay. You're you're ninety percent there. <laughs> but insofar as like their publication history and like why they are what they are and all that stuff, it's way weirder than that. Oh, let's get weird. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go back to Planescape, yes. Uh, Planescape introduced tieflings and Asmar, which were sort of the flip side of one another, and okay. basically. Tieflings were any um, person who was had in their ancestry some sort of infernal creature, and Asmar were the reverse. And so, in um, Second Edition, there were lots of different types of uh, weird infernal creatures: demons, devils, um, Ugoloths, uh, the Durgoloths, not Durgoloths, but the other ones from Carcerai, which name of name is forgetting right now. But anyway, so a whole bunch of different types of different things, right? Uh, and basically, if you had some ancestry of that way back when, who knows when, you could become a tiefling. And they had a variety of abilities, a variety of appearances. Maybe you just had snake eyes or maybe you had hooves for feet or maybe you had a crab claw and I don't know. Like it just oh. was just, woo. I would love to have a crab claw. I don't <laughs> want to make a crab claw tiefling. That sounds fun. Uh, so it, it was so just to, to reiterate what you're saying it was like anywhere back in their ancestry, if they had like one sixteenth yeah. of of fiend yeah. in their blood, there were and the the at that point in the game there were different types. There were sort of different shades of of um, fiends. So there were uh, alu fiends and I'm not, I'm not alu fiends. Um, the other one they're in the monster manual, and I'm forgetting the name right now, but. Uh, basically, like, if you were half demon or half devil, you would be this one thing. Mm-hmm. And then if you were a little step away, you'd be this other thing. And Tiefling was like, ah, somewhere back there. Okay, so Cambion? Is that the word? Cambion is what I was working for, yes. yes. Okay, so it's, 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 if, if your, your, your mother was a, uh, a devil and your father was a, uh, a human, human, then you were a Cambion, but then yeah. as it went farther and farther down, it right. uh, makes sense. It would just okay. sort of dilute down to, Somebody who has a weird eye and a wonky finger and they have some magic powers. And, uh, you know, the magic powers were, were kind of um, uh, different depending on, you know, what you were and all that kind of a thing. 
Um, I mean, there were sort of, I think there were tables that had to do that at one point. There were sort of like different powers that you have, like. Um, so you could randomly find out what your 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 innate power was. Yeah, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. They all have infravision, create darkness, um, but then they had different preferences for spells and things like that. So it. Uh, and it was just a very varied thing, and it, it was because there were lots of um, different, uh, you know, interpretations of tieflings across like all of the planes. They wanted to populate the planes with all the different creatures, yeah. And so you'd have tieflings and Asimar and things like that um, all over the place, and you could meet them anywhere, and so on and so forth. So that was the, that's how it was in second edition. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, so we, uh, uh, Mr. Chris Perkins is just able to Hi. join us. Hi, Chris. Yes. Uh, so uh, Matt was just uh, letting us know all about uh, second edition and how uh, tieflings were introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you have any? Is there a specific adventure where they were first uh, talked about, or was it in the Planescape itself? It was in the Planescape itself. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they were a big part. Uh, I think maybe for some people, uh, their first introduction might have been uh, Planescape Torment. Uh, for those of you who mm-hmm. were not a follower of, of, of Planescape in the in the yep. mid '90s, uh, I know a lot of people jumped on it from there. Uh, they were uh, a big part of the city of Brass or Doors, rather. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And uh, and so then I guess third edition happens, and Tieflings. Really don't change much, I don't think. No, no, they do not. I mean, they that might be where they had some of the sort of tables of random powers or something like that that I seem to recall, mm. but I don't, I don't remember now whether that's no. true or not. But then at this point, they were they were monstrous only, right? They were not really encouraged to be player characters. Um, uh, no, you could play tieflings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, rolling up tiefling characters in third edition. Was it a? Uh, it wasn't a. Uh, out of the box, right? It wasn't in the player's handbook. Uh, no. No. no, 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 no. Right. So yeah, Tieflings didn't land in the player's handbook until fourth. That's correct. Um, okay. That third had like sort of invented some specific types of Tieflings. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like the Tanaruk, which were like a orc type in the Forgotten Realms, and I think, I think technically the Feyri are also um, Tieflings. And what are the Feyri? They're elf, uh, demon mixed. Yeah, people. Okay, so similar to our my, my current understanding in fifth, where there were humans who went into packs with 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 devils, there were elves that also made those packs, and then they got similarly transformed. Yeah, although there might have also been sexy times. I don't know. <laughs> we, we leave that to all to your uh, interpretation and or imagination, uh, as the case may be. Uh, so, what was the leap then uh, from third to fourth, in which uh, they wanted to be? Part of the player's handbook and part of the initial offering of races. Wow, it was more, less of a leap and more of a hard right turn. <laughs> yeah. It was there was a definite attempt to get uh, sort of these bad boy characters, bad girl characters into the game, um, just to give players uh, that chance to flirt mm. with the the dark side. Um, but with fourth edition, um, one of the important edicts was to make sure that they that all the races had very iconic appearances. Mm. And so tiefling was used very broadly in earlier editions, and you know, one tiefling could look altogether different from another and have completely different hellish or infernal or abyssal traits. With fourth edition, um, the look of the tiefling was basically nailed down to a look. There was some variation between the male and the female, but they all kind of looked like a race mm-hmm. as opposed to just 
random planar mashing up of different traits and things. Ah, I see. Um, so that that was that was where we kind of codified the idea of like all they have horns, they all have horns. their horns tails are sort of like this, their sort tails of are like this. Yeah. You know, we had standard sizes. Part of that was we were going to start really putting them into computer, more computer games and things like that, and being able to Miniatures. create three dimensional models and then stick to those models and then be able to modify those existing models. Yeah. And part of it was. Uh, the urge for just intellectual property-wise to make sure that when you pointed at it, we could say that is a D&D tiefling. Um, and we own that. Right, as right. opposed to that's somebody with a weird eye. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, who might have had a yeah. devil in yeah. his yeah. ancestry. Right. Yeah, and right. for purposes of the art, people coming in new to the game, when they looked at a character, they could tell right away it was a tiefling. There was no mystery about what its origins were. That makes sense. And I definitely think it was successful in that yeah. regard. I don't really. In I that, think of tieflings yes. very much right. the same in, after yeah. that. A lot of people do. Yeah. And because of that... The the story needed to undergo revision, and it became a little bit more contained. So Tieflings of 4th Edition, they all tie back to infernal ancestry. And their backstory suggests that they were human. Their human empires collapsed after they made pacts with devils, and the Tieflings became this sort of splintered, divided people. The sort of non-world world that was created for 4th edition um, I, you know I, I, it's, it had different terminology that we used to reference it we used but, to, we, it was most commonly called the points of light yeah, concept uh, or points uh, of light campaign and the, what was the valley product the, the, the Nentir Vale, Nentir Nentir vale. vale. Yeah. Yes. so like it's also referred to as the Nentir Vale setting yeah. and in that um, the tieflings origins are directly tied to an ancient empire um, Vorukov Bail Tarath. Oh, that's right. Yes, you're right. The, um, it's the city of Orkoth yes. in Bail Tarath. Got it. Yeah. And, uh, and they had a big war with Arcosia, I think it is, which mm-hmm. is the dragonborn. dragonborn. And so it's all sort of tied back to that time. Um, there, I'm like, I think I wrote a whole, I don't know how long the book was, but it was, it was a book It was about tieflings and so on. So it, um, it delved into all that kind of a thing and very much sort of developed that idea. Um, and it was a fun thing to play with, uh, this sort of one origin story of like basically these people who came from this one empire. It was kind of like this idea of like a, a really hyper corrupt, um, Rome, you know, with magic and, you know, people making pacts with devils and stuff like that. And then like that society kind of collapsing in and on itself and that kind of thing. That's interesting. Um, Right. Yeah. There was something I, I remember talking about it a lot in the Nintir Vale Terms when the, after the red box came off, we st- we did all the the content in that, and then I was like, oh, I, here's just two ideas, and it was those Arcosia and the Beltroth, and them having this this epic war uh, mm-hmm. that I ended up uh, you know uh, doing was a Ice Age uh, campaign uh, because of course drag you know the 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 the, ba- the bad guys the the tieflings wanted to uh, hurt the dragonborn who in my world were uh, uh, cold blooded, and so oh how are we going to kill them off? We started an Ice Age, and then they had to deal with that. <laughs> that <Okay>. seems extreme. <laughs> it seems extreme. I know, but I'm, I'm like remembering these things. Like, oh, I remember Bale Tarath. I remember all these, and they were just yeah, yeah the tendrils that were able to create all this this backstory. So, how do they? How do now tieflings relate to uh, the Forgotten Realms and what's happening now? Well, so with the what happened in the Forgotten Realms is is that tieflings got introduced to uh, the setting, but they weren't attached to that Bale Tarath story. But they were all looking similar again, and so um, that idea was sort of cemented and, and um, 
uh, and fixed by uh, some novels by Erin Evans where she has something called, it's like the, oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Um, It's like the Ascension of Asmodeus, that's what it is. And um, basically Asmodeus works out some deal and great ritual by which his power can kind of overtake all of these other bloodlines of fiends out there and sort of he tries to kind of gain control of all their souls and stuff like that. Right. And that's what ends up basically making all of these tieflings who previously had crab claws and weird eyes and things like that <laughs> um, <laughs> to be something recognizable, you know, with yeah. reddish skin and horns. They did the same thing with Klingons in Star Trek, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true, right? <laughs> oh, they look, oh, right, now you have to look this way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody has to have the ridges and the, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, her her novels, which have to deal with a, uh, a number of different tiefling characters and all that whole um, struggle and all that kind of thing, kind of cemented what it meant for the realms. So that when we were doing fifth edition, we and we were, we knew we were kind of focusing more on the realms as kind of the main setting. We were leaving behind um, Nentir Vale and Beltrath and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that gave us direction for what we were going to do with uh, tieflings from there on out. Makes sense. Yeah. Aaron actually wrote up a little document, not a little document, a fairly large, meaty document that kind of helped us define the tieflings of the Forgotten Realms and where they are in the present state of things. Um, and we use that as a, a guideline. Uh, the Forgotten Realms isn't a, a tiefling-centric location. Yeah. Um, I'm not... I, you, where you're likely to find them are in like major cities like uh, Kalimport or... Yeah. Water deep. Never yeah. winter. Never winter. Yeah. It's interesting though because they they occupy I think a large uh, po- member of the uh, player population or mm-hmm. something. Some people are very fascinated with that idea of a fallen, you know, race. Uh, but yeah. you know, the, it's the idea of being able to to uh, be uh, redeemed and to or you know work against those type of things. I mean, that's a very strong, compelling thing. Um, if you were gonna introduce more tieflings or use tiefling stories in our Forgotten Realms uh, thing that you're running, uh, what would you do? Well, I think that largely depends on the configuration of the party. Like, as it happens, I run a, a weekly live stream game, and one of the characters is a tiefling. Yes. So I feel like I can deal with tieflings through the lens of that character and tie any, any tieflings that come into the story might have something to do with her or might connect with her in a special way. They might try to draft her to, to get help in doing some task that tieflings would do. Mm-hmm. Um, she might get recruited into some diabolical cult or, as the case may be, uh, she might encounter members of her larger family right. who might just drop by for, for a visit now and then. Um, I've with with tieflings the sort of through line or the theme is you're not human humans probably regard you with a bit of suspicion given your ancestry how do you overcome that or deal with that kind of I don't want to go as far as to say as prejudice because um, that may not be existent in the game but there's that element of you are kind of strange and yeah. you, your, your history or your people's history is suspicious um, at the very least. So in, I think they're really great in campaigns where you can maybe trumpet that up a little bit and create a sense of unease um, because there is a tiefling party member present or, or give um, uh, play up the, the villainy of Asmodeus and devil cults more than you would have if you didn't have a tiefling in the party. Makes sense. 
Would you? Are there any like named uh, characters of tieflings? That's something I'm kind of other than Strix, uh, who you mentioned, uh, uh, Holly Conrad's character in, in mm-hmm. Dice Camera Action. Are there any other that people could look towards as as uh, templates? Yeah, well, there's certainly the the characters from um, Aaron's Brimstone Angels novels yeah. uh, to look at. Um, in so far as like the the fifth edition and fourth edition like source material for Forgotten Realms, um, there's a few places where they're mentioned. Uh, there's there's actually a judge in Waterdeep who is a tiefling. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, what, really a judge. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like a magistrate. Yeah. yeah. She's one of the black robes. Her name is uh, uh, Kylin Silmerhelf of the Silmerhelf family. And there's a tiefling who's uh, was in um, one of the the dragon or team out adventures um, who was a member of the. Uh, what's her name? Tyranny of Dragons. Tyranny of Dragons, but she's Scarlet Cloak or Crimson Cloak or something like that. Oh, that's right. Um, Um, gosh, the name escapes me right now. Yeah, but she's she's up north. Uh, Mm -hmm. there's a fun little bit in the um, the story of is it's not Eltergard, it's the town that's to the south of Sunderbar. No, Scornable, Scornable, where uh, they had um, the, the. this tiefling was sort of accused of doing all sorts of terrible things and so was killed, but it turns out the tiefling is actually a harper, and so it's this weird, underhanded, bizarre little nice. backstory yeah. thing. So. All right. There are a bunch of tieflings also in Sigil, the city of Doors. Right. Yeah. Um, why do they, uh, they kind of congregate there? Because generally all kinds of weird creatures can congregate there yeah. and not feel like they're out of place. So they've found it. But accidentally be like, oh, all right, I can they, I can find a home yeah. here. They they could walk into that city and look around and say, well, I am the least weird person here. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's any weird monster from any edition of the game that you love, it's got to be there. Like that's yeah. the one place you can find it. Like, right. Right. like my crab claws are actually useful here. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yes. Uh, yes. Awesome. Well, if people have any questions about uh, uh, tieflings or their origin, how can they uh, get in touch with you guys? I'm on Twitter at Chris Perkins DND. Awesome. I'm also on Twitter at at Cern, S-E-R-N-E-T-T. Awesome. And you should definitely watch uh, more of uh, Dice Camera Action on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Yeah, for some real tiefling, some real tiefling action and a few, a few uh, great tiefling lines. Holly is full of them. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, thanks, guys. We'll be back with another segment uh, next week. We just bing bong. Yeah, we just, we just bing bong right out of there. <laughs> yes, I'm the one who likes to sing. Like, yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that connection until I think last week when I was like trying to. When you like, got a cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bob Pixar. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> Bob Pixar. He's the. That's the name of the the, the bouncing oh, the lamp? lamp thing, right? I didn't realize yeah, that. Bob Pixar. I saw that when I was very young at an animation festival. Really? Along with uh, like some of the shorts from The Simpsons when they were like on the Tracy Ullman show. It's like touring. Oh, it somehow made it to Oklahoma and I convinced my mom to take me and then had nightmares. Cause just, Appropriate. Oh yeah, it was yeah. great. <laughs> and then I went into Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just follow the nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> no, become the nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good tagline. Become the nightmare. Become what scares you. We've been recording this whole time, right? All right, so we're just that was good. We're gonna keep going right in there, bros. Let's do it. Um, So, because I had a great segue in mind, which was speaking of taglines, I love the tagline for D20 Dames. Misadventure Waits. Misadventure Waits. It works on so many levels. So good. Yeah. 
Did you come up with that, or was it like a was it a long workshopping thing where you had like taglines on the wall, or did it just come as a stroke of in- inspiration? You know, I think we were writing ad copy for uh, the Adventure Zone uh, because we got a jumbotron message up there, and it just actually went up on Friday. Nice. Um, and yeah, we were just brainstorming all these ideas, and then like. I don't even know who said Misadventure Awaits, but it was out there and it was like, this is a great tagline. <laughs> yeah, it, it was unfortunately not like a, a really cool whiteboard situation. It was like on Slack. Yes. Like, you know, all yeah. in our pajamas. Like, ping, like, ping, 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 yeah. ping, 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 ping. Yeah. yeah. It's a very modern yeah, thing for it to be discovered like, on yeah. Slack. Throwing gifts in occasionally because we can't actually have a real conversation without <laughs> referencing something else. Yeah. So. That is how people talk now. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. That's how I communicate with yeah. my wife. I'm like, oh, let me just send you this uh, <laughs> this gif of me oh. jumping up and down. Greg's out of soap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a code word. Yeah. It's totally a code There's word. There's always one clue. Like, <laughs> oh, that'd be a good murder show. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a like gif a gif murders? murder show? Yeah. Like, oh, now I want to be like the Zodiac Killer, but for gifs. Yeah. Ooh, whoops. Well, we're going to have to, you know, cut this recording short then. <laughs> <laughs> we got planning to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, you well, you guys started up D20 Dames. Uh, Kat, you are the dungeon master. Yeah. How is, uh, how's it been going? It's been going really great. Um, like, right from the start, we got uh, a lot of really great feedback. We got reviews on iTunes. Um, the ladies are really, you know, finding their characters and, and exploring. Like, we're, we're starting off with some um, pre-made content. So we took um, Invola's Wake, which is from Adventures League, and sort of put that into the podcast, but sort of... Um, added our own little storylines in there and uh, we're going to go eventually into original content after like the fourth mini adventure um, I did write um, one adventure called uh, The Trouble at Chesendor Manor so that's actually up on the DMs Guild now oh um, nice yeah so that's awesome. just sort of been in, inserting original content original stories from, from the characters uh, it's been going really great uh, really great though like it's and just this past Friday, things sort of exploded because the Jumbotron message on, on the Adventure Zone was just yeah, like, what Whoa. just happened with that? I think I saw your tweet about that. You can pay people money to talk about you. It's a <laughs> revolutionary thing. What? So yeah, what, check what? under your seats, by the way. And uh, yeah, we paid them for a little ad uh, for the Adventure Zone and it went oh. up. So then people started listening. Oh my God. More. And so I assume the same thing will happen thanks to you guys. Thank yes. you. Well, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, but we just give you high fives or you just gave us high fives. That's all we know. Yeah. Uh, at least two more Twitter followers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a guarantee. We guarantee it. At least two. And We will follow you. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. How did the D20 Dames start, though? Like, how did you guys all meet and find each other and convince one another to do this? Well, Jen and I um, are co-workers, so we're both freelance, um, well, freelance writers she's also a freelance uh, cartoonist and um we co-work every week we hang out at a coffee shop oh wait i was gonna say how would you mean co-workers you're freelance we like keep the guys. chairs from floating at coffee shops oh, together so. so it's a hard cool. job but somebody yeah. has to do it <laughs> yeah and yeah so we uh um we've been working together for months probably and point, yeah. yeah and uh it was back in june because i checked june 26th <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, uh, day I, after my birthday boom oh, that's, oh. oh it was probably because of that yeah, yeah. you saw the comment i, in I felt the, in something the in the ether <laughs> yeah yeah i wanted to get like people together um some of my friends and maybe eventually do um like a fundraiser for like women's shelters and whatnot but i was like what can i do for hours on end you know 
aside from play video games or read books um, and that would also like um, other people would want to do and so we at first I was like let's stream you know live play and then I yeah. said what's the option that we can do where we can do this in our pajamas <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously angle the camera up but right, exactly. also Just making a podcast neck up, yeah, neck up. So, yeah, yeah we, we went with podcasts instead because we felt like we have a little bit more control of the content and um, and the schedule and being able to be in our pajamas, which is that seems important very to you. Important. It's very important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys kind of, I like you straddle the line between the uh, like if you say like a God's Fall or something like that that has like full on uh, sound effects and things happening and it's very edited and it feels like a, a radio play. You guys aren't that, but then on the other hand, you're not a turn the mics on and don't touch it type podcast too. Also, there's a lot. There is some editing in there. It's very deftly done. Do you do the editing? Oh, oh no, we have a producer. Ooh. I'm very Whoa. thankful for her. That is good because uh, yeah, you can tell was... it definitely looks and or looks. It hears. It hears good. It hears good. <laughs> it hears. It falls upon me real good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can tell that there's there's care taken in, in how it's portrayed and stuff Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, like we still want it to feel like actual play, but we also want to um, maybe take out some of the slower parts. Yeah, yeah. Brittany does an amazing job, and yeah. cannot thank her enough. And we also have music uh, written and created by Essie, who's another uh, player. She plays oh, Navarre. Nice. Yeah. yeah, her band Nox Mode makes the dreamy synth wave. Is yeah. her name okay. Essie Charm on Twitch by any chance? Yes. yes. Boom. Shout, shout out. Yeah, shout out. Yes. 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 I saw something on there that said uh, the, all the dames were in the chat. I know. I think that's Mar- really sweet. They're all here. Maris is there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about Brittany. She might be like working <laughs> with kids. They're all working. They're she's, all working. Though. I'm she's sorry. keeping yeah. chairs down yeah. uh, at various <laughs> coffee shops. Everybody else has yes. a full time full time. Yeah. Essie is over at Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, and then Maris is an archaeologist. Uh, University of Washington. Just, just cool, yeah. She's just archaeologizing. Uh, she's yeah. just digging up some bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brittany's at a startup. Well, that so. that here's cool. good. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're good. You guys are doing a great job. <laughs> uh, so, but one thing I love about what you guys have done so far is kind of what you were alluding to, where you're like weaving in stories that have been there, uh, like you know, out in the world, like in Bolo's Wake, like you said. But it, it's a great way of integrating written content but it feels very much like you guys and what you what you're doing right so uh kudos to you because i think it's it's hard to pull off and i think you pull it off really well thank you i um i actually um for a while i was actually teaching kids how to write um creative creative writing um through dungeons and dragons and this is what i was doing i I took the starter kit um uh lost minds of Fandelver, Mm -hmm. and i was just like okay kids so here here's a here's a scene um Take your whatever whatever scene you're familiar with the most. I want you to reimagine it as a fantasy setting, and then I would just like insert it into Fandolin, <laughs> and then we would play the game, and Aww. they would have like you know their characters and and their settings, and be able to have like a piece of that world. Um, it's it's theirs. Yeah, so. they're like I did that. I, I yes. made that detail. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. It was cool. a lot of fun. Do you still teach? Uh, I'm. I'm looking for a school. Um, it was an at-risk school, so I really am interested in trying to find that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well, really nice. Some of the people we talked to on this podcast might be able to help out yes. <laughs> uh, who are using a, a yeah. D&D in education. There's a lot going on with that, uh, for sure. It seems like the perfect tool to teach compassion and creative storytelling. And I used to teach comics, and yeah, getting kids to be invested in something for a short amount of time, um, it's one of the challenges, so... 
and one of my favorite ones was like take or exercises was taking um like an object they had on their body, so like water bottle, mm-hmm. and then you actually did like a short six page comic about losing the water bottle, but then what happens to the water bottle from its perspective. Mm. So like kind of inserting yourself into something. Yeah. And that's basically what D and D is, except you can be like, I'm gonna be like a barbarian, you know, and enjoy breaking bones and whatnot. <laughs> or asking the deeper questions, you know. As most barbarians yeah, yeah, are absolutely. wanting to do. Yes, yeah. in your corn cob pipe. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, wh- what got your start uh, doing comic books? What was your what was your uh, inspiration uh, to that to the start nightmares. that? Com- yeah, yeah, the, the, the nightmares. Yeah, the nightmares. The nightmares. Yeah. The Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> Are you from Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, too many tornadoes to count. Just like waking up and seeing like a funnel cloud. And I then, gotta tell you that I've never grown up anywhere near tornadoes, but I have like, this unhealthy fear of tornadoes. That to me is just. Or, like the sound of that siren just going off at any time and then running to a shelter. I think the Wizard of Oz did it to me. I don't yeah. know. Like I don't think it's an unhealthy fear. I, I think I that's a very healthy say, fear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're alive yeah. and well. Yeah. But it's not like but it's not like like I grew up here in the, the air raids and like no, like, I never was around right. them. I'm just always like you honestly get a little used to it. My dad and I were watching a movie once when I was probably like eight. And we're like, what is that sound? And so we put the pause on, and we're like, wait. And then we walk outside, big funnel cloud, and it was like, grab your hamster, run to the bathroom. Like, oh no, my hamster lived. He was fine. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm good. Glad that you grabbed your the hamster also has a healthy fear. Oh yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Also plays D and D. Yeah. Interesting, right? And writes comics. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Sorry, we got to, we all got to that joke before you. <laughs> I, I was not there, so I'm glad you guys got there. <laughs> they knew where I was going. I grew up next to a uh, nuclear power plant, Millstone. Uh, so I exactly. had on my property a huge telephone pole with those si- the siren was on my property. And every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m., the first Wednesday of the month, and they would do their, their tests, and I got used to it. Yeah. Oh. But now I miss it. Would yeah. you hear that noise and then be like, is it Wednesday at 10.30? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Yeah. I should be in school, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so, for a long period of my, my growing up, I didn't hear it, but it was when I was doing that high school Ferris Bueller thing, and then I'm like, what's that? Oh, I remember that from when I was a kid. It was like this <laughs> preschool memory that was uh, you know ingrained in me that I only found out when I was skipping school. So, skip school, kids. Yeah, yeah. Play, <laughs> play Storm Giants. So you have yeah, right. like swirling mass of air around you. And- that's a go- so that was way better to bring it back to D and D. I was trying, you know, trying of- to help you out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. <laughs> Thanks for lifting Thank me up. You. Yeah, that's important. We need that. Uh, so you grew up in Oklahoma. Uh, were you always yeah. writing uh, uh, oh, comic sorry. books? Original yeah. Question. Um, yeah, or just drawing. But I didn't realize you can make your own because I'm I wasn't a smart kid. So <laughs> I um, yeah I went to school. Yeah. Oh no, I had a very low intelligence for like bonus at first. But then I went to a comic book school in Vermont, the Center for Cartoon Studies. Oh nice. So like um. Alan, sorry, Steve Bissett, like Jason Luch, James Stearns, all these great cartoonists were my teachers. And um, it was actually like the small group of students. We were at 24 in wow. a class surviving the Vermont winters together. Yeah. It was actually like an adventuring party. Yeah. Everyone giving into their own vices, whatever those were. <laughs> Like drinking or eating maple syrup ice cream, which is a. Oh, I thought you were going to say maple syrup. Yeah, like, like they just, just take it just, straight. Well, they take the, a spigot rain. Yeah, well. the first snow of the year. You just throw some maple syrup on the snow, eat it up. <gasps> yeah, only delish. the first snow though, because then it's pretty. There's dog pee. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I went to go visit my friend at UVM. 
once oh, yeah. in college. Oh, yeah, Ooh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fancy. And they, they were like, they were, don't eat the snow. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But I'm really hungry because it's UVM. Uh, there was a lot of other inebriants happening. Uh, as has been known to happen in the place where fish kind of started. You could see, you could see the lines connecting between skipping yeah. school. And, <laughs> <laughs> yep. and to being now a theater major and English major. <laughs> it all comes full circle. It all does. Uh, so that's awesome. So then you were uh, uh, learning through school and then... Yeah. Or were yeah, you just reading. Like I just read all the time and like like to the escape and like reading Mercedes Lackey and Piers Anthony fantasy novels. So and being like, yeah, I want to awesome. create those universes. And that's kind of where it's really fun to do the podcast with Kat, Maris, Brittany and... Essie, sorry. Oh, oh my God. Not, no, not oh Essie. my God. You're like, I'm missing a name. I'm missing <laughs> a name. Yeah. It's oh. like it's the Oscars. I, yeah, yeah. I gotta thank everybody. Yeah, we're my cards, my cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we get to we get to create it together. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm as as a DM, I'm very invested in making sure that their stories are being told too. So like the really great thing about a Xanathar's guide was that they had that whole uh, this is your life section. So I made them <laughs> fill out a questionnaire before we started. Oh, so that. that we you know, we I would have like, they wouldn't necessarily know what each other's backstories were, like, really deep down, and they could um, sort of explore it as they felt it was necessary. But I would have all that information so I could, like, slip in a thing or two. Oh, yeah. I love there. that. That's smart. That is, that is good. I feel like you haven't been playing D&D for that long. No. Uh, so the fact that you're DMing on a podcast is kind of pretty cool. And I, Crazy. It is a little crazy. I was a little. I was a little. um, I wasn't really sure when we first started because I was like, "Well, who's going to DM it?" I guess me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I've only been playing since fifth edition. Um, My uh, my partner Chris Tulak, who works here, um, he introduced me to D and D. Yeah, that was our meet cute. That is pretty neat so and cute. cute. Yes, it was at a it was at a convention. We is were, he listening right now? I don't know. I think he he's in be a working. meeting. Yeah, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's keeping chairs down in a, uh, a conference room upstairs. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I? I can give a shout out to my first DM, Jason Megatron Burrows from Oh Yes Jack FM. Yeah, Sorry. Woo. yeah, yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Sorry. <laughs> Megatron, yeah. our first DM. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it, yeah. We were both guests at uh, at Halcon in Halifax, and. Um, he taught me how to play D and D, and then we started seeing each other a year later. <laughs> That's I remember. Cool. I remember because he used to come to my desk and talk to me about you. Oh, so <laughs> it was so adorable. <laughs> Adorbs. That's awesome. Yeah. So when does that movie come out? That rom com. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's our. There's our. D&D. Right. And yeah. now Every, everything happens in Nova Scotia, right? That's yeah. Nova Scotia. Okay. Nova yeah. Nova what, sti- what happens in Nova Scotia eventually moves to Seattle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you're sleepless there, I think. <laughs> That's a rom com. <laughs> Easy peasy. So, have you de- did you DM before jumping into this on this podcast? Or? So, um, I did very briefly right after right after I learned how to play. Um, I didn't know anybody else who played, so I I was like, all right, I guess I'll DM a game at home with my family, and <laughs> <laughs> did that for a few sessions, and then I started teaching the kids at uh, the McPhee Center for Creative Learning in Halifax, um, and I think that was like, you know, I didn't DM for very long, but I sort of got the hang of it, mm-hmm. um, and as a, as a writer myself, I just, I felt like it was very natural, especially because it's a collaborative story, so, um, you know, Jen and Maris and Essie can each sort of input what they want, um, 
to achieve with their characters, their storyline, and things like that. So even when we do downtime, I get some notes from them mm. um, so that I know generally what they want to be doing mm-hmm. um, ahead of time. I love the downtime episode that just was up, Phandalin. Wasn't it so sweet? It was very Rose sweet. And then Kobolds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, 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 Navarre and uh, the bar I thought was very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> Bryant talking no, no, no. To, <laughs> to Carp in the. Uh, uh, I know it was very good. Yeah, I was. I was like, I, you know, the the because well, was that episode number six or seven? Seven. Seven. seven? Yeah. yeah. So the the first ones were very much like okay, more traditional Dungeons and Dragons, but this was the one I felt like okay, this is the. Uh, uh, you know the flashback character one, even though it's not a flashback, but it felt like okay, this is where you get like you know all the backstory uh, of each one of those characters, and so I started it. Oh, I just really loved it. Thank it was a great you. way to to work on. It. Now I want it more like, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, Xanathar's guide uh, downtime in there too. I'm like, oh god, now they can make him magic items. They can, but you kind of did that when you were planting the the, the oh yeah, my awakened shrub, the awakened shrub. Yeah, thanks to the help of the farmers. I know. Super excited about. Trying to come up with names for them that aren't obvious, like thorny. Like, you know, nobody wants that. <laughs> so. Maybe you can ask the audience. Oh, yeah, there yeah. If you want to tweet at us, what I right. should call an awakened shrub that's a helm thorn. Helm, yeah. Helm. I always, always put the helm thorn. helm thorn. I always put the S in there. It's it happens great. all the time. Yeah. I put S's in weird things. <laughs> Like Gith Sarai, I was saying with an S, and it's a Z. I don't know why. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, why don't you? What's uh, what's happening with 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 Riot? What is what what is what is her character? Uh, so oh, yeah. people, listeners can. So my character uh, is a winged tiefling, a forest ranger, and yeah, she grew up in a dungeon. She was actually part of the dungeon. So the wizened mage Zerker. Sorry, am I allowed to say that? I'm too late. <laughs> spoilers! Spoilers! spoilers. Uh, spoilers. Uh, she she grew up like as a monster that uh, adventures would come and kill, but she <laughs> never died. So, <laughs> but she um they she and her um siblings, the other monsters in the dungeon, were recently thrown from their home in Daggerford. So now she's been slowly making her way back, but also loving being outside. So like you know sniffing those sweet tree greens and because she's learned all of her rangering basically from like books and just like Aww. you know building sad cardboard trees in her dungeon bedroom so next to her yeah. rock posters of rocks no no <laughs> 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 the funny thing is that um, hang in there when when uh when i got the dames to uh to get a gift from lord merriweather in that one in that one episode so i got them to roll on a table and it was from xanathar's uh guide for um the common magic items I, I legit got them to roll, so she actually got an awakened pot. No way. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't just assign it. She actually legitimately oh, got it. I yeah, mean, I love that kind of stuff because it gave weaves. me responsibility. Yeah, fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Like, <laughs> take care of this. Don't let it die. Like, it's not a succulent shrub. Never seen. <laughs> but I love knowing that it was like, oh, that's just random table, and then like you have integrated it so well into the storyline. It just feels like a part of. The unfolding story as it is, you know, it's good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, we try. What are what are some of the other characters so that people can get uh, previews on, on, on what they are? Um, Maris Malali plays uh, Rose, uh, who is a human monk, um, very very kind um, monk. Um, everything she does is just, I think it just comes from a place of kindness. So when that kobold thing happened, she she injured a kobold, and you know, in other D and D games. That's sort of the thing that you do, but she felt really bad after, so she actually, you know, goes and makes amends with this kobold, and it's oh. really sweet. <laughs> yeah, Paris plays Rose so well as, like, a 
beautiful hearted like person and creature and I think it's like always kind of like making Essie and I feel bad about our slightly selfish <laughs> characters but no but in like a great way we're like oh thank god someone is being nice like, <laughs> like it's, yeah it's she does a really good job. Yeah, and then uh, Essie plays uh, Navarre Moore, who is a uh, warlock who has a patron um, who's the Raven Queen. Um, so she has a little raven sitting on her shoulder named Quoth. Um, and she's a, like, she calls herself a baby warlock because she's only very young. Um, she's not really sure, like, she's, take, she's not really taking her responsibilities to her patron super seriously. Um, but she's getting these uh, these messages from the White Raven Queen, Queen that are basically saying, "Get with it." Step it up, kid. <laughs> she's a half elf who's finally also away from her family for the first time. So yeah. a lot of teen vibes. I know. Yeah. It's like the lots YA of, adventure. Lots of carousing <laughs> going on during downtime. <laughs> Be careful. So how did? What's the story? Is how the group is together? Why do they? Why are you guys adventuring together? Um, so that story, uh, it kind of got cut from the, from, this is the problem, I think, a little bit with, with uh, editing, is that we do, we do cut some things, and, and that first episode was sort of us exploring how we play together, so we did have to cut why they got together. And essentially what happened is, um, in, in Volo's Wake, the adventure hook is that um, Volo was there, the it's become this Vandalin has become this amazing tourist destination because all these people want to follow in Volo's footsteps um which is why you know I turned the sleeping giant into basically a hard rock cafe oh with monsters memorabilia in it. um with all the the flair on there yes <laughs> yes so the ladies are there because um they they each have sort of a quest that they're on and they have these threads of information about Volo that they're following up on. So with Riot, she's separated from her fam- uh, from her siblings and trying to trace her way back down. Um, with Navarre, um, she's trying to level up as a warlock and sort of, you know, get more exp- um, experience. And then with Rose, more specifically, she, she's been trying to track down um, this, uh, what the Dark Sisterhood is, um, and that um, slowly sort of gets revealed. Plus, they all appreciate like a fine cut of cheese, and that oh, yeah. honestly, like that is the, that is the defining moment of like yeah. them realizing that they were an adventuring party. Yeah, like, they're like, okay, we can keep doing this. Like, yeah. it all came together. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. A little cheese. bit of blue. It's a binder, so <laughs> I, I guess that's true. And like real cooking, really, it is. <laughs> to, and this weekend, um, my son called Bart and I old cheeses. <laughs> what? <laughs> He was like, come on, you old cheeses. That's beautiful. And you just like lost it. We did. Yeah. And then he was like, I didn't I didn't call you that. Mm-hmm. I called Zini that, our cat. And we were like, oh, yeah, right. No, it's, we're actually cool with you calling us old cheeses. We thought yeah. it was funny. Keep just the go puns with it. going, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Are we the old stinky cheeses? Is that <laughs> kind of what you're going with there? What else did you say he said today? Where like uh, someone cut you off? Yeah. I can't believe he cut you down. <laughs> it's like that's a barbarian in training. Yeah. Right there. Or a bard. Just do some like misappropriated aphorisms. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never get them quite right. Yeah. Like malpropisms. Like, He's yeah, like, yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. This is how you say it, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he got cut down. <laughs> like, I'm about to cut him down. Uh-huh. Watch yeah. this, kid. Yeah. I'm going to unzip him like a sweater. You're like, oh, God. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's. Too much. Axe wielding barbarian, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for our podcast. Sorry. <laughs> 
So uh, we found out when Kat started playing Dungeons and Dragons. When did you start playing? Uh, just last year, actually. Nice. What? Yeah, for, Seriously? Yeah, yeah, for the edition. So, but what just, was it uh, that, that made you start? Well, I've been trying for years, and I actually played your giant. Yours. Specifically Mine. you. Spe- nobody else's. Sorry. No. It was uh, Wizards had a setup at uh, New York Comic Con in 2010. And uh, I'm sure they've done it before or since, but it was, they had a giant D20. Oh, yeah. Like, and then people were not really LARPing, but just like playing like this really fast game. Yeah. And I played with a couple of people for um, Comics Alliance, RIP, a little comics news website. But oh, we we had to cut the line, too. It was mm, gorgeous. But <laughs> we, we played, and I was like, this was really fun, even though it was just kind of like we each only got to make two decisions and but like playing off of each other and the tropes. And um, I'd been trying to play D&D for a while. It was just finding time with scheduling and working at, like, you know, game companies and stuff. So I um, yeah. managed to find time last year. And I was like, yep. And now we have... Two games going. I play Tomb of Annihilation and a different one, and occasionally I, I got to DM a couple one shots recently. Nice, including really? Cat's yeah. Plane Shift Adventure. Nice. Yeah. Was this your first time DMing? Uh, yes, but again, I've played like a lot of games that have probably picked their like Fiasco, where they're like, we're gonna be like a lighter D and D or right. you know, a different kind of version. So yeah, I like Fiasco. I was, I love the guys yeah. that. Uh, uh, worked on that Steve Sketty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was down in Durham where I was uh, oh, uh, a couple years ago. So yeah, he was an awesome guy. Make some good stuff. I love that it's like basically a um, uh, Coen Brothers movie uh, gone wrong. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you role play that out. I, it's good I, stuff. It's like a I played Brothers it. Movie. Yeah, I yeah played pretty it. much. I yeah, it's it like a heist gone wrong uh, kind of idea. Yeah, world builders, and basically it became murder prom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> murder prom. Yeah. yeah. So, like great. Carrie. Ish. Yeah, yeah. There was a car involved. Oh. Christine. Christine. Yeah. And Carrie. <laughs> Together. <laughs> no one thought of mashing those two up. Pig's blood and, and cars. It's like yeah. a hack and slash mod that dress and then a hack and slash the people. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, cool. So, what, what, yeah, I mean, it sounds like both... Oh, I cut you off again. I'm sorry. You cut me down! <laughs> <laughs> As, as two people who are like new into it, like I really want to get like I love that because there is so much uh, uh, you know uh, wealth of stuff that we can talk about with Dungeons and Dragons. But like I think people sometimes are nervous to take that first jump. Uh, so yeah, what was it like doing that? And what can you say that is a, a piece of advice for 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 people? For me, I would just say you know you read the books and then just do it with people that um, people that you trust um, to be kind. Um, yeah, because that's, that's, yeah. that's a big part. I yeah. think so. <laughs> you know, like you're all going to, if it's your first time in particular with a new group, like you're all going to be making mistakes, but that's okay. Um, I, I, I really think it's not, it's not as scary as a lot of people think. I also think it, there's a lot of like, it's this mystic sort of rule, and it really isn't. There, like it, all the rules are in the book. Like you know, anybody can can take a look at it, and it's not. It's really not as scary. And just you know, give give your players um, agency, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I think my uh, piece of adventure. Piece of adventuring Adventuring. information (laughs) advice, excuse me, (laughs) alliterations abound over here, Uh, would be to just keep it simple, too, and know that you can always make another character, so you don't need that first character to be like a Mary Sue or whatever and embody everything great. Um, Because, yeah, I know definitely people try to, like, OP their first character because they're like, but I want, you know. It's like I played, yeah, I played, like, a spellcaster, the first one, and so for my next character, I was like, I must carry all the weapons. But, you know, that's like, you know. You get to you figure out what you want to do, but also 
yeah, you can always play again. So just yeah. have fun and, yeah, work with your friends. Yeah, and as a DM, I think it's also important to not sort of railroad the story, I think. And that's part of the whole making sure you're collaborating with your with your players. So are the, are the other ladies new to D&D as well, or have they been playing longer? Uh, Essie's been playing another RPG game that I won't mention. <laughs> yeah, no shout-outs to them. <laughs> no, no, mention no, it. No, she, sorry, she's been playing Pathfinder for years, so but this is her first time playing D&D. So. Right. And Maris has been playing for years. Years, yeah. Yeah, and Brittany's been playing for a bit on her own. Um, sorry, uh, but, and she's our producer, who yes. we actually got to play a couple NPCs. Yeah, she plays oh. Sildar oh. all winter. So, uh, and she, but she's great. I've had her on to play on a couple one shots with me, and she's always saying like the most juicy things. So, I'm yes. like, please, we need you to be more NPCs on yes. the podcast. Nice. Yeah. So, had you ever done any podcasting or live streaming before this, before D twenty Dames? Uh, no, so you're just like just a wait, just I'm, jumping in. I'm new ish to D anD D, and we're now we're just gonna yeah. My my dad was a radio man, so. Yeah. That's in your blood. Yes, that's why I drop my microphone all the time. I said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but yeah, it's the same as collaborative, I don't know, it is collaborative storytelling, so yeah. even if you have, like, a bad session, like, you know, other people had a good one, so you kind of, you know, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but, like, yeah, no, happy good. feelings for everybody. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it goes on what you're saying about, like, it's, it, people build it up a lot, like, it's like a, oh, it's like almost like a performance, and, I, and it's part of it when you're doing streams and things like it is a performance, but usually... You know, other people have been doing it for years before they start uh, 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 performing it out loud. Um, but like, it, there's like this performance anxiety about it. I'm, I'm, my wife is like that as well about playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like, mm-hmm. we did it once and it didn't really work out too well. I bet. And so I'm like, like, I want to do it again with, with this edition. We, I was, in, you know, in the fourth edition days, and I'm like, we're, you know, we're here. We gotta get into it. And she, and there's all this like build up to it that I think mm-hmm. is uh, uh, can sometimes be, you know, like, oh, it has to be the perfect. Situation, yeah. or it has to be the perfect character, or it has to be this, and I'm like, no, it really thing. doesn't. Yeah, you know, it's just doing it is sometimes better. And that's why I like that you were taking in uh, uh, pre-published material, and I almost want to suggest to old, you know, pe- people who are trying it for the first time is take a character that's made before too, so you don't even have to have any of those decisions be a part of that first session. Yeah, that's how I started. I mean, I, I used the starter kit. Yeah, had fun. And then, you know, eventually created my own characters. And D&D Beyond and, and that, those sorts of tools really make it super easy to create your own characters yeah. now, too. Press of a button. Yeah. yeah. Random Absolutely. character. Do it. <laughs> Won't be good. But Math that is already there. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite part because yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to add. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this adding thing is. <laughs> well, in the game, we constantly, we're constantly struggling with the math because it's like, oh, you're going to give us that much gold? Uh, can we tip the barkeep so that we can yeah, split it three ways? We get, if we get 10 gold, the three, we always just be like, oh, nine, thank you. And then we like don't have to worry about like keeping track of extra money. So I don't know if that's struggling. We're just generous. Very no. generous. Yes, I know. You're going to start giving out like rewards and multiples of three now every single time. Like no. You have 27 gold pieces. There you go. See if you have your calculator with you. Yeah, yeah. That's the advantage of podcasting. That's right. You get it fixed in post. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just hang on. I do that all the time. We're editing out this entire conversation. It's just gonna be going beep boop the whole time. So Greg and I are in a D and D game. That's right. What are you guys playing as? Uh, I am a Tabaxi sorceress. Oh my god. Okay. Six foot two. Wow, that's a tall tabaxi. I am really tall. I noticed that on my character sheet. I'm like, was this an accident? Did I mean to say that? <laughs> I forgot how to add. <laughs> oh, no, ma'am. I meant 62 she, inches. She meant six foot mew. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah. 
we get the prize. Yeah, no podcast punless. Yeah. Chris Lindsay said that my, I mean, I'm a female, so this can't work, but he said my alignment would be chaotic neutered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was real proud of that. Oh, man. Tabaxi are probably my favorite because I've got two now. I have a Tabaxi bard named Dame Ian Nine Lives. Ha! And her cousin that I'm playing right now in uh, Tomb of Annihilation is Dame Sam Seven Lives. Oh, see ours. We we had our uh, we were tabaxi. Brother and sister. I know. And then I killed off <gasps> Daryl. No, actually, you My killed brother. off Daryl. Well, and like an aside in the conversation, I just happened to casually mention. But you a litter mate. I, we were <laughs> litter mates, and we were we started as litter mates in Tomb of Annihilation, and then that game just didn't continue. So we start. There was a new game that started. So I just picked up my character again because mm-hmm. I really liked her, mm-hmm. assuming that Daryl would also be joining the game. And he's like, "Nope, my name is something, and I'm totally different." I'm like, what? it was because the allure of D and D Beyond. You can create so many different characters. So I was yeah. like, "I want to do the same character again. I want to do something different." Well, so then you did. No. Then I did. And then as a random, she just was like, "Oh yeah, he's dead now." My brother's dead. <laughs> Daryl Daryl Two Shoes is no longer with us. Aww. He's he's presumed dead. Yeah. But I have. So, There's missing posters in yes. fiction. Yeah. But I'm, she's not looking that hard for him. <laughs> she is. She's really sad. She's just bitter. Um, but she's a cat, so I'm. she's very curious, and I think that she does. She makes dumb decisions that someone might perceive as dumb decisions. But I like. there's a lot of people I've never played D&D with in that game. So, Also with, with a new dungeon master. With a new dungeon master. Who's also my boss. But <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> but I, it, it's weird to me. So help me, help me work through this anxiety because you guys are <laughs> playing new-ish and you're also doing it on a podcast. But when things happen in the game and the DM's kind of like, okay, run with this, it's hard for me to run with it because I'm constantly thinking, is everyone having fun? Are they bored? Do they think this has gone too far? Should we not be doing this? But it's like, but I am role playing this character. Like I do feel like the decisions I'm making would this character would actually make. Mm-hmm. But now I also feel like half the party's bored because they're not part of this thing. Like when I was trying to get the scroll from you, yeah, and I was like, she was like jumping, trying to like get the scroll, and he was like, no, we have to protect the scroll. I know. Both of us were like, <laughs> it's a new, you know, when you start that first thing, and you're like, okay, this is a lawful, neutral character, yeah. bounty hunter, and he would be like, no, we have a contract to do this specific thing, but not opening like the message that we're supposed to be sending. But she's And like, you're like, oh, I like new things and shiny things. I want that scroll. I want to know what it says, and I don't trust these people and like that we were with, and like clearly there's something off about these people, and why does no one else notice this? But I thought you said scroll. Squirrel and the yeah. conversation yeah. was just very different in my mind. I was mind. trying to creep the squirrel away from her. <laughs> like, that that would make more sense. She would totally go after the squirrel. <laughs> yeah, but yes. I don't know. Like, like, was that annoying? Did you? I don't think did, it was annoying. No, okay, not at all. You were okay with that? Yeah. I mean, I that's think, yeah. That, what do you do? Like, how do you balance this? Like, I just I'm just role playing my character with like, oh, other people are going to either be bored or not having fun. I think the hard part, I mean, the hard part is like it, it, uh, uh, with the new dungeon master, I think sometimes a, a dungeon master will learn the trick of like, all right, well, there's p- player conflict here, yeah. so let me try and uh, um, have a, a resolution mechanic or right. something. Right, and some have, sort it, of have like, it be done, and then it can go on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah. I don't want to be that player that people are like, oh my God, she's going to attack us again. Like, this character's just going to turn on us and. I think it's just a fine line between, you know, letting you do your your thing and also letting everybody else. Like, that's the DM's job, really. 
Yeah, like you, like you know, just attack once per game. You know, just don't do it every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, the, yeah. if you Pounds. notice that the DM is saying, you know, like let's let's wrap this up, then yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and like my elephant that I brought from Cholt, I could Whoa. see like some people like were like, we can't have this elephant like in this game. So somebody, oh Bart was trying to like do something to the elephant. And I really wanted the elephant. And I was just like, I'm just gonna get rid of my elephant because I, I think I have an El Mirage. Familiar. You can have an elephant, which I like to call a fancy was, jackalope. But okay, it does look like a jackalope, <laughs> right? From Bloom County. Fancy. It's, it's, it's a unicorn cute. horn. It's so, yeah, yeah. Well, my <laughs> elephant might not have been that appropriate for where we ended up. But I just was well, like, if you were fine. Be on, a, on a raft, I mean, there right. would have been issues. No, <laughs> but, the, but the elephant, <laughs> the elephant could have. There's been only room the for all of us. Yeah. You walk them across. Everyone. He was going to carry everyone, but I could tell. I thought I was. Think seeing people is like, oh my god, this adventure is going to be about this cat and her elephant. There was none of that. No, really? I don't think so. See, D and D brings out my insecurities. I think. I see. But it, it helps be you just... deal with them in real time, and it does. <laughs> and I work through. That's them. more what podcasts are. For. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, 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 wait, can I tell you a short story about yes. uh, one of my friends uh, that's been playing D and D for years? Been playing with his siblings. Um, he found out years later, um, like recently, that one of his that one of his cousins. Um, they played in Spain too. Um, one of his cousins was a thief and had been slowly stealing their money. So he'd always like he'd like because they could slip pieces of papers to the DM occasionally if they wanted to, mm-hmm. and he'd just be like steals two gold from <gasps> like yeah. So now, but now everyone in our group knows they're like okay, Chad, like, <laughs> like you cannot steal from anyone here. Like game, like like ground rules because he told us all that story and was like, <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this whole time and yeah. I've got I've gotten exactly forty <laughs> gold pieces. I was like, you tell us that like two years later. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard stories of like that people do, who 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 like to do that and then spring it on you in session like mm-hmm. later on be like you don't actually have that thing because it's in my backpack. Oh, yeah. yeah, there is a certain subset of player who likes that reveal the messing because they can't do that in real life I think that's part of it too is yeah. like you can't actually be yeah. like hey by the way I've been stealing from you uh, yeah. all of your lunch <laughs> this cool, entire right? time we're cool <laughs> yeah. no problem it's passive aggressive play yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but it, that can be hard to deal with it really can be oh, yeah. and uh, I don't think there's help? yeah does that help <laughs> we answered help. a question with another question yeah yeah how about that is it annoying <laughs> Was it annoying? You no, were there. It's not annoying. Was it annoying? No, 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 no. How much I didn't like that family? Was that annoying? I didn't like that family. No, they were weird. They are weird. Yeah. Okay. I think that's part of it. Can we're, I have, can can I t- have the scroll? You- <laughs> can I have it? Uh, I, I don't it? want you to open it. No, I'm oh. actually Salamar McGinnis doesn't uh, want you to open but it. But I, I will. Think you have to roll a persuasion check. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what well, I will say though, <laughs> I did. I um, that the way we started the yeah. game and Nathan just like asked Pelham, I think, a question. And yeah. Pelham, you can also answer this. Was it annoying? <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. Um, shaking his head, I no, thought, but his eyes like, say yes. <laughs> I thought Nathan Is, is Nathan in like, chat? Is he, he's, he's, it's annoying. Yeah, he's I thought that <laughs> Nathan asked Pelham something, and Pelham was like immediately in his character and answered. And I was like, oh. So Nathan already talked to Pelham about stuff, clearly. And then I realized he was going around the table. Like, this was, like, how we were introducing. And I was like, I don't have anything prepared. And everybody sounds like they know what the hell they're talking about. And that's when I came up with, I'm just going to kill off your old character. And, and that kind of gave my character a license to be a little bit 
crazy and It sounds unstable. right there for a tabaxi, like aloof as well. Like, uh, I don't yeah, have to talk okay. to you now. Just starts cleaning with paws. I like, have, I have uh, a, a cat, I feel like. Yeah. She was very much like a, like a cat. Yeah. But I also will say that Bart and I said, Pelham is like the world's greatest role player. What is up with that, Pelham? Really good stuff. You were so, he's so. <laughs> Hidden in, talents. He's so good. It's ready to go. Right, it was right real place fun. for it. Exactly. Right place, right time. <laughs> Making but things happen. He did, did you notice that? He's like oddly good at role playing. Yeah, he's got it. He was a performer too. You know, he's played. Uh, I know. And uh, he like nice. he was this he played the, the, he knew the like invisible finger me. wave. Like what see if you can is get a banjo. A mandolin? Oh, okay. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have you actually played a banjo? Is it the banjo you play? Yes. yes. All right, good. I guessed it correctly. Yeah. I saw you use the drone string, you had the fifth one, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a banjo term? Oh damn it. Wow, you can't <laughs> You out banjoed me. I just made that up. <laughs> It, it is real. <laughs> Which is it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what the Dungeons and Dragons is all about. I believe anyone ever tells me. Because <laughs> that's what the Dungeon Master tells. Yeah. I, okay, that's what and happened. It's Dungeons and Dragons, and you can make it up. Mm-hmm. So if you want a drone string on your banjo, you can have one. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, you don't. You don't, you don't. Just be like, I got a special one. <laughs> it's all part of the game. It's all part of the game. Thanks for helping me work through my issues. Yeah. yeah. It's Tabaxi, Tabaxi are just so much fun that way, though. And I think, like... You have to play your tabaxi that way. I think I I, I'm having fun. I had a lot of fun playing it, but I have to like get over the like. Am I? Is she annoying to other well, people? Think about it this way: Do do cats think that way? No. Right? Well, then yeah, I have be in, a cat in my in my notes for my tabaxi. I actually have a link to uh, cat tail uh, emotions, like how they how they tell their emotions. Oh, and, like, oh do you I will like tail? flick I my need that. flick my tail in a certain way. Like, I haven't told anybody in the group, but, like, if I flick my tail in a certain way, then that is something that I'm, you know. I actually need that just to, like, deal with my own cat. <laughs> I want that. I've had this cat for, like, 12 years, and I'm still like, why are you attacking me? Like, I guess she was like, yeah. I'm going to Very you clearly communicating in, you, in tabaxi, but you just me. don't understand tabaxi. You, you so. put too much petting into her, so now Apparently. there's, like, the, the kinetic energy or whatever. Well, then, like, don't gonna... sit next to me and get all up in my business if you do not want me to pet you. <laughs> flick, flick, flick. She but just wants something to be mad at. I am. She's like a teenage girl, <laughs> and I'm her mother. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. You're into that. Yeah. I know, right? Uh, anyway. So what's, uh, what's coming up next for, for D20 Dames? What are you guys doing? We are going to be at Emerald City Comic Con doing a live show. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are jumping in. Oh, yeah. Yes. Just feet first. How, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, it's on Saturday, I believe it. You can find it on. Yeah, yeah. And WS. Yeah, the Washington State Convention Center somewhere. We'll fix it in post. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, and yeah, we actually we have a couple other panels. Um, one on diversity and inclusion in tabletop RPG gaming, and then one called like streaming. I just I do streaming podcasting and conjuring RPGs, yes. and that one uh, Kate Welch and uh, Alyssa Grant from. Acquisitions Incorporated nice. and the Wizards are going to be on it as well. Nice. Yeah. We love so. Alyssa. And Kate has been awesome here in the last yeah. week. I, I feel like I guys should have invited you guys out, but... <coughs> I, I, will, I think I'm going to be on a panel, two panels, I think, on Sunday at no uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Awesome. What are your panels? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Damn it. It's, wasn't pre- it's not on the list. I don't know anything yeah, that's not on this list It wasn't highlighted. Damn it. Come on. I know. One of them's with Bill Benham. I know that. That'll be fun. Yeah. That are, it is going to be good stuff. Uh, but exciting. And at Emerald City Comic Con, Emerald City Comic Con, 
it's hard to say. Yeah. Also, ECCC is, is not a very good uh, acronym to just rattle off the tongue. It feels like you're just like going to go CCCCCCCC and be like, I, I'm going to stop at some point. And some people point. will just nope, have to figure it out. Um, but what, what are the dates for that for people that who is, may uh, not know? Like Saturday, you? March the 3rd. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be original content written by me. Really? That's going to be the first time you're going to have the original content? No. Uh, Trouble at Chesender Manor, um, uh, th- that was original content. Um, and this is going to be a one-shot um, that's not necessarily – it's not really tied into the actual storyline. Um, Side quest. Side quest, yeah. yeah. Neat. Very cool. So you you just had another adventure that you and Chris worked on together. Yes. Right? Uh, oh. Well, no, well, we worked on uh, the Ixalan uh, Magic Plane Shift. Oh, wait, that's that right. was yeah. back in um, in the fall. And, and yeah, what? and you also worked on something else. Oh, the yes. trail at Baldur's, trail Gate. At Baldur's Gate. They wrote the two, haunts. The haunts. Yeah. two, one, yeah, two, two haunts, two yeah. haunts. I've heard of that game. You have? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good one. <laughs> that's awesome. Which haunt was yours? It was the Gosaias Tree. That one comes up oh, so many times. I can't. Tell I you. haven't. I haven't triggered I've it, had it yet. three times. We triggered. We played and we triggered both the dragon, dragon ones. ones. How? How? <laughs> what are the chances? Back to back. Yeah, yeah. We're Weird. like, well, we have to. You guys <laughs> had like a double dragon yeah, session. Yeah. <laughs> it's just dragons and dragons. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> no dungeons here. Yeah. <laughs> Change the name. Yep. It's dragons and dragons. <laughs> dragons. <laughs> Still using the ampersand though. <laughs> Uh, that's very cool. And then you guys are a weekly podcast. Where can people find uh, Bi-weekly uh, at d20dames.com. Um, Jen and I also have a comic coming out in uh, Full Bleed oh, right. uh, magazine. We forgot to talk about that. Yeah. With uh, IDW, uh, Dirk Wood's doing like these cool little tomes of like art, comics, and interviews. So we're doing a RPG-based Table comic. RPG. Yeah. Really? What's that? Tell us about that more. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, so it's, I don't wanna, yeah. uh, the, it's about a... Um, a tween girl who goes into a tabletop RPG session um, with a group that's already established, um, and she's biracial like myself. Um, and she goes in and has this homebrew character that is um, half dark elf, half orc, and immediately gets called a dork. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. Like you do. Like you do. That makes sense. But yeah. it's a fun comic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But it's yeah, nonstop hilarity yeah, after yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, hilarity. Yeah, basically, it's like it's her like uh, playing, you know, playing both sides of this of this really unusual character, but showing, um, like, highlighting how she is a benefit to to the group because she is really unusual. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. There's, I feel like I've been seeing so many uh, pieces of art and film and things like that that are like ta- drawing on. Oh, this is what you know, we, we mentioned earlier on about like teaching empathy and things with, yeah. with Dungeons and Dragons, and how that you can only really do it through that. Uh, she kills monsters is a great play that that talks about some of the themes that you're talking about, and you know being a misfit, but then also finding your your, your home. And I just saw that awesome play here too. Like yeah. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I'm going to see him uh, next week. Uh, the playwright. He's actually in San Juan Island. What? Uh, he, he randomly got a job at this place that I'm renting an Airbnb in. No yeah. way. So we're going to go check out his like community theater uh, that oh he's running God. out there. That's so nice. I know, right? So I'll pick his brain, maybe, maybe play some games. Yeah. It'll be fun. Bring your D&D vacay. You know, like the, the, yeah, no. the shorter version. <laughs> yeah, D&D, the two-sided Airbnb. dice. Well, I'm going with my with my with my wife and my two girls, and I'm like really trying to be like maybe I'll just bring the dice, and we're totally playing the entire week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slow playing it. You're not listening, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> it's Air D and D. I've been trying to pitch that show forever. 
<gasps> Air D&D. Where we travel to different locations. Do you know as I said we? Because I'm going to. You, and, then, well, and you play with the hosts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And but you go to like oh we're gonna go to uh, Spain or like figure out what they do there and it's kind of like uh, those those uh, travel food shows where like tell us all the like fun Anthony you know Bourdain. like Anthony Bourdain I'm not eating anything weird you don't have to but you got in game though you got to in game I will Heck, my yeah. tabaxi will yeah <laughs> right yeah good thing you're not a gith Yankee. They just eat whatever when they're out here, right? They don't even care. Yeah. Like, what like, is right? food? Am I right? right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? This is the right crowd for this joke. So that's cool. When is that uh, comic going to be coming out? Uh, later this year. Yeah. 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 We don't have a fish. The first full bleed is uh, coming out in a couple weeks, but we're probably in issue two or two three. Or three yeah. so. Sweet. Yeah. That is really cool. You can check it out on fullbleedmag.com. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was like pretending to like move my glasses like an inch away. <laughs> but they're like pinned down by the headphones. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're not moving. Not yeah. But you pull it out from the brain pan. It's good. Oh, Fullbleedmag.com. Yeah. We're going to go check it out. Did you two know each other before you moved here, Kat? No. See, we okay. met, oh, we met on Twitter. A, we met on Twitter. <gasps> it was so random. A, yeah, mutu- a mutual friend of ours. Who also works at Pathfinder. Yeah. Uh, just tweeted out uh, one of her art pieces, and I was like, that is really cool. Who is this person? So I followed her. She followed me back. And I love compliments, so I was just naturally attracted <laughs> to uh, It's like, this person must be cool. Yeah. They said something nice. They said I'm awesome, yeah. so yeah. I mean, I and guess... And then, like, a couple days later, we had our first coffee date, and then... Um, we started co-working right away. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's no, really sweet. I, I didn't realize co-working was a thing. Is that I a didn't thing? Either. Do people do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are, like, uh, co-working uh, hubs that are rented out. So right. you can actually go to uh, a location and co-work with other people and just be in the same zone. And one of my friends works at a at a gaming one. So it's just, like, independent oh. gaming There's, studios. like, an indie one. Yeah. 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 That's uh, run here in Seattle. Oh, in Seattle, yeah. Yeah. My, there's one in Montreal too. I'm sure they're all over the place, but yeah, it's um. It, but instead of paying a monthly fee, we just go to a coffee shop. Yeah. But, and you, if you're a freelancer, Starbucks you is need paying it. that monthly fee yeah. for us. No, you, you do need like people to bounce ideas off of and talk to, because otherwise you just start talking to your cat a lot. Yeah. I wasn't gesturing towards you. I was actually gesturing I don't to more talk cat. To her at all. He's in my bag. Talk <laughs> <laughs> to her. Oh, he's We're in a fight right yeah. now. Passive aggressive the he whole time. No, been, yeah. <laughs> you've been bad to mouthing me this whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I like that too because you get the benefit of being in an office environment yep. without you know the, all the negatives of being in an office environment. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. negatives? What <laughs> negatives? None in this office. Have you been in other offices though? Yeah. Not so good. Not great. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. But they don't match the art to your shirt every no, day. They don't. So, they really don't. And yeah. they're like, come on, yeah. people. <laughs> like, that's what the artwork on the wall is for. Me. <laughs> I'm glad this is also a podcast later so no one can see. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's all the more reason to tune in to Twitch. It's true. It's true. Uh, well, where can be, we, you know, we were doing the uh, bit on where people can find out about the stuff you're doing. What about you guys personally, speaking of meeting on Twitter? Uh, I am at Kat Kruger on Twitter and Instagram. And I also run my own um, company called Steampunk Unicorn Studio, which is um, I write freelance um, Everything basically. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm focusing on, on gaming and entertainment. Um, but you do have some wonderful YA novels under I your belt. Do I have a werewolf series called The Lichen Code? And I also wrote a film adaptation of a Bruce McDonald film uh, called Weirdos, um, and that came out just last year. How cool is that? That is really cool. <laughs> Bruce McDonald. That's not one of the kids in the hall, is it? No, but he is Canadian. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's why I was. Okay. 
trying to connect all those dots, but I was like, uh, McCullough? It's Bruce McCullough, and that's what it is. All right, my bad. Kevin McDonald. See? Oh. It's an easy yes, yes. thing to... All right. And also, I'm from Canada. So I know, right? So yeah. I was like, oh, those all added up in my brain like at the same time to a fail. <laughs> Uh, what about you? Oh, you can find me on uh, social media at the Genya, J E N Y A, and I also own my own uh, freelance company, uh, HauntedVaultStudios.com, and where because I do a lot of uh, freelance writing for games. Uh, my series called Goosebumps: Download or Die comes out in comic book stores in March. If you're into horror and kids yeah. being put in bad situations, who's not? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Every YA yeah. novel out there. It's yeah. like that's, the, that's how it all works. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah. Check out some of my work there. Sweet. Awesome. Thank yeah. you guys so much for, for coming in. Yeah. Good conversation. Yeah. Had yeah. by all. I mean, don't rate us. We're right here. No. I mean, <laughs> I was I mostly, I was trying, like to, make, half, trying to build Shelly up. Always room practice and improvement, though. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I bring everyone down. <laughs> no, no, we bring them up. Oh, yeah, we bring each other in. That's right. Don't you cut me down. <laughs> Don't you cut me down. Don't you cut me down. <laughs> well, thanks, you guys. We'll let you get out of here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be the end of the interview. Yeah, thank you, guys. Oh, bum, so bum, bum. I really had a great time talking to Kat and Jen, right? Yes. They're, I love that they are, uh, you know, jumping in full force that to what they want to do. That me. I didn't realize. I knew that Kat hadn't been playing for that long, but I didn't know that the same was true for Jen. I know, right? And it's similar to uh, to, to my story. I'd be like, oh, I always wanted to get involved. I always wanted to do it. Yep. And then now they're in their adult lives. They're co-working. And I they're know. able to do it. And they're all, they're so inspired by each other and they keep creating new works together. Exactly, right? Yep. Hopefully D&D brings the friends together. Some of that inspiration will go to our listeners. And yes. they will. Uh, we're, this is like you basically getting an inspiration in Dungeons and Dragons yes. games. Well, Kat has work on the uh, Adventurers Guild. That's so right. You can go find her work there. That's right. Or play Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Her work is there as well. It's there too. Uh, and you mentioned we didn't get to go too much into it, but the the Ixalan yeah. uh, plane shift has the adventure, and I think uh, there are a few copies of here in the office that uh, we might jump into to play Dungeons and Dragons in an Ixalan uh, magic type world. Uh, pretty exciting, yeah, it's what? good stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Love that. Yeah. So go check out uh, D20 Dames if you yes, aren't already. I will. Download it. It's an easy uh, jump in. As I said, I think there have only been seven episodes so far, so you don't have to listen to too much to get up to speed. Uh, you can binge them pretty quick. And they're going to be at Emerald City Comic Con. That's true. Which is also pretty awesome. Yeah. Playing live. I know, man. That's I like a big step. wonder if they're going to wear costumes. We do you think know. we should do our uh, podcast live sometime? This? Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it live right now. Yeah. I know. I think we should. Let's do it. Like Emerald City Comic Con. In we'll Hawaii. Let's do it. I tried to do it on a boat, and you were like, mm-mm. No. This is, so, this is like the third norovirus on a boat story that I've heard in like the last three weeks. It's what, happening with alarming frequency. What about lightning? Are you scared of being struck by lightning? No. Well, that happens way more than norovirus it, on a boat. There, that is not true. I, I'm calling but up But I the, am scared of tornadoes. Yeah, right. What about hurricanes? Uh, yeah, scared. You have so much warning with a hurricane. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Because everybody talks about it for hours and hours and hours and days. I feel and like days I days should be more scared of earthquakes. Given uh, where we yeah, live. Aaron's pretty scared of the earthquakes. There was that article in I think was it Atlantic Monthly or something like that that was oh, like yeah. the big one's gonna hit Seattle, and I was like, that's not the thing to read the first six months you're in no. Seattle. But I did. I finally just ordered us an earthquake kit. Oh, you can order them now. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're like, make your own earthquakes. I'm like, that's that seems oh, yeah. that seems irresponsible. I'm gonna make my own. You're not gonna know when. <laughs> I got little safety kits in both of our cars, uh-huh. and then I got a bigger kit for home. You are like a super villain. I've in the lived making. here like 23 years. I don't have a raincoat still. I still do not have a proper raincoat. Well, but I finally got my earthquake kit, which I hope doesn't mean. Do you have, are you know, are you one of those Seattleites that doesn't have an umbrella? I do have one. Yeah. I, I use For it. when you're walking puppy? Yeah, I'll use it. Mostly to keep him dry. Right, because you're like, I don't want a wet dog I do jumping around my house when I'm not there. wet pants to roll over To wet his eye. pants. To wet his pants. <laughs> do you give him pants when he goes outside? Mm-hmm. So you can take him off and for that very reason? Yeah. That's smart. Are you being serious? No, I just, I mean, I Have don't. you ever seen a dog in pants? I've never owned a dog. <laughs> you don't put Well, you know, whatever the the, the, the the outfit you put on him, right? They're like little, like, coats. No, but he probably would like a coat. You probably would. He's dapper and he's cold a lot. So, yeah. It's that's all you need to wear a coat. Mm-hmm. You just need to be dapper just and be cold a lot. Be cold. Why else would you wear one, Shelly? Uh, I'm. I would. Tito. Be, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't uh, say that people should go check out Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Oh, I you because would be. I'm wearing the T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, but also because they do awesome stuff, and it's a really fun game, and it is a way to interact with Dungeons and Dragons lore mm-hmm. uh, in the digital realm. It's on Early Access, on Steam. There's tons of events going on every week. Um, new updates uh, to the chests, gear, and potions were just released last Friday. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Well, now you do. Boom. Now I do. This is where I get face. all my D&D news from. Uh, plus, Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition is coming down the pipe very soon. I'm excited about that. We talked to uh, Trent Oster a few Months ago now, uh, about all what all that entails. You know that he was the uh, original like designer, like he did like the the pitch document for Neverwinter Nights uh, back when in, in Bioware. No, I did not. Well, I learned that with the interview with him. That's interesting. That's pretty fun stuff. Uh, and they're coming out with that uh, in the next. I don't know. Q one, Q two, Q three. Q4, Q5, maybe even. Wow. They make up their own quarters. uh, Those Canadians. Those Canadians. They do weird things. Don't talk trash about Canadians because I feel like uh, uh, all the listeners to D20 Dames will get mad if we uh, we badmouth Halifax. I think it's cool that they have five quarters. (laughs) I want five quarters. (laughs) It's the metric system, right? Yes, exactly. Oh, they use the metric system. That's right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our crazy weirdo banter. Uh, we are good people, and we lift each other up we right where we belong. belong. Shelly, where can people listen to you singing all the time? No, nowhere. Really? Or my car. Or your car. Yeah. Where's your car? It's in the parking lot. <laughs> What's the license plate? <laughs> <laughs> where can people look it up where it is? Uh, you know, Aaron got a uh, – uh, another crazy aside. No. Aaron got a microphone oh. that's karaoke. That cues into your uh, an app on your phone. So like the the lyrics are up on your app, and also because you're staring at your phone, you can record video of you singing, and then share that out. Does she get this like for auditions and stuff? No, just for fun because it's fun (laughs) to sing. And then I did with or without you by you two. Really, very badly. I am not a good singer, but I gave it my all, and I've been like debating about like posting it online. Why wouldn't you post it? I don't know. Just playing with the idea put it on, on maybe, the Instagram well you might be able to find it on uh, yeah on my Instagram or on Twitter I'm at Greg Tito or Greg underscore Tito uh, on the Instagram fan that out there I'm at Shelly Moo you're at Shelly Moo mm-hmm. that's good yep. what about Avalon Hill too? Avalon Hill too, the number 2 and if you want to find out about Dungeons and Dragons where would you go Wizards underscore D&D is uh, where it is on the Twitter 
Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, like us there. Uh, we've been talking about the D&D Adventurers League a lot, even this interview. That's where yep. uh, Kat got uh, a lot of the content that she was uh, using for D20 Dames. You can find that on the D&D Adventurers League group on Facebook as well. Cool. And if you just want to find out about what's awesome about Dungeons & Dragons, Dragon Plus is the way to do it. You gave the awesome pitch at the beginning of this. It's on your Android. It's on uh, uh, your My, iOS device. Yep. And, and it's online. At dragonmag.com. Sweet. We're making it happen It's really good. It is really good. There's so much stuff there. There's a lot of stuff there. I know. Bi-monthly. We got one came out, uh, I believe, in January, and then another one's coming out in a few... No. What? March? That's what this list is for. Damn it. It doesn't say it on there. I would have said it. right? It's coming out soon. The list is incomplete. Next week. Another one? No, I'm just throwing that out there. We'll fix the post. (laughs) Anyway. <laughs> Ryan is just staring at me with hatred in his eyes. Daggers. I think that, Ryan Dagger. I think what we have to do now is just end this. There's only one way. You got to tear that There's only one off. way to do it. Ready? Yep. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Ow! <laughs> the glass is like going to cut. Rocks fall, feel? everyone dies. Did you feel that they hit me? Yeah. I really emoted. Yeah. <laughs>